Little did you know you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know with Shelby Eastwood. your week how was everything I wish that like we were face to face because that would almost make this like better instead of me just talking to you guys and like just waiting for an answer (laughs) but um yeah how was your guys' week how is everything how are things um it's been busy I always I don't know why I always talk about how busy life has been because like everybody's life is busy so like what (laughs) um just literally we're on the countdown now to Christmas break guys and I can't even be more excited um we watched uh that new Netflix movie the new Netflix Christmas movie called Love Hard and it actually looked looked really terrible at the beginning like if you just watch the previews and the commercials or whatever but I actually was able to convince my boyfriend to watch it and I was like hey we met on the dating app let's watch this movie it'll be cute he's like no it's not gonna be cute it's gonna be awful Anywho, we watched it and it was actually really funny. There was a lot of really good comedic um, instances throughout the movie, of really good references to like other classic Christmas movies, um, like Love Actually and Die Hard, and um, just it was really funny and it was really cute and like just kind of like the story behind it and the premises of like dishonesty, and it was there was catfishing in it and um, being truth to your, truthful to yourself and truthful to others, and. Uh, of course, it, it has a happy ending, spoiler alert, but uh, it was super cute, highly recommended, and now it just makes me want to watch, like, all the really cheesy Hallmark movies, but this, the lame thing about living in Canada is, like, we don't have Hallmark, Hallmark Channel, so uh, you have to find, like, the cheesy movies on, like, Netflix, or um, they do, like, city TV kind of, it's kind of like Hallmark movies, but it's through city TV uh, here in Canada, and they're tend to not be as good as the Hallmark movies I know there's a couple with like the One Tree Hill alumni and like Jana Kramer and uh really good like Hallmark lifestyle lifetime I think it's lifetime based movies so I want to find those and like get a move on with those but the classic classic Christmas movies those can't start yet for probably another week or two you don't want to run out of classic Christmas movies before the holidays because then like you're just like well what do I watch um but just to kind of like it's just to keep the spirit up and like Christmas makes me so happy that I don't even care like let's go bring on all the positivity and the festivity and the food and the family and like everything um but that's it it's kind of interesting because we actually have another we have a guest on another guest on this week uh that is based around um everything being positive and she's actually a life coach um out of the states and Her name is Kim Kimball, and we uh, met up through a website called Podmatch, and uh, we're going to discuss kind of like her practice and how she got started and um, like why she decided to become a life coach, what motivated her and stuff like that, and how that affects um, like her thoughts on mental illnesses and mental health. So it's going to be a great conversation with her, um, and she's here waiting. So let's take a break, and we'll have her on. All right. Hi, Kim. Hi. How are you? 
great, Shelby. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Very good. Um, thank you for coming and spending your, your evening with me today. <laughs> thank you for having me. Of course, of course. How was, how was your day today? What were you up to? Oh gosh, what wasn't I up to today? Um, we have just recently moved into a house, so mainly I was up to getting one furniture company to take furniture away that didn't fit the way we thought, and then finally receiving our couch that's been on back order because of COVID oh. for over a month. We've had nowhere to sit in our living room, so that was a very exciting thing, but mostly spent my day... Um, managing all of that that's that. that's crazy yeah my my parents are military so I get the whole moving thing and that's that Not sucks so much <laughs> it sucks so much. Yes. <laughs> that's 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 um sounds like a busy day though I was just I was teaching another day teaching I teach um grade three French so <laughs> Ooh, nice. yeah Do, are you a native speaker of French uh, it's my second language actually oh yeah wonderful. so I speak Spanish oh that's cool yeah, I guess in the oh, states, really like I guess in the states, too. you guys, you guys learn more so Spanish down there than French, right? Yes, very much. But my mother is also Cuban, so oh, <laughs> that would make mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I guess we can start with just like um, a bit of an intro. So I kind of before you got on, I just kind of gave like my listeners a little brief o- overview, like where we kind of met. I I, I giggle because this website that we kind of met on I call it like tinder for podcasts <laughs> like we kind of yeah exactly and I was like we kind of met on this thing it's called Podmatch, and it's like tinder but it's like not sketchy at all so <laughs> so I kind of like no gave them <laughs> yeah I gave them um a brief overview just kind of like how we met on there and um that uh you're a life coach based out of the states and the podcast that like I've mentioned to you um my little podcast here like we talk a lot about mental health and relationships and like kind of everything that like you face in your 20s as you kind of go through and you're actually the very first life coach I've ever I guess it even really? I've ever interacted with in my whole life so <laughs> oh, I love this. Yes. so yeah so do you want to like anything I missed or anything else you want to kind of add about yourself well um I don't think so <laughs> I, I I think that you've done a wonderful introduction um <laughs> And I'm assuming you sort of read my bio, but essentially I'm a life coach that helps women have thriving relationships. So that's with partners, friends, family, coworkers, um, specifically through healing, codependency, and people-pleasing patterns Mm -hmm. of relating. Um, Also within their really hyper-independence patterns of relating, um, enmeshment, um, those types of things. So really helping women to have the types of relationship belonging both to self and others that they crave. So that's the work I'm up to in the world. And as soon as I saw that, um, like in kind of like your bio and your information, I was like, oh my God, she's like, she's like for this podcast. So like, that was amazing. The fact that you kind of agreed to, to be a part of this. So I'm super excited. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be here. Um, so like my first question, I guess for you is like, what even like motivated you or like inspired you to become a life coach to begin with? Cause like you hear about it all the time. And like, like I mentioned to you, you're the first one I've ever kind of interacted with. So like, why, like why? It's hmm. a great question. Um, you know, the why for me is because I was having a really hard time in my life. And so I think that we grow up, at least for me, hmm. I grew up and I had a lot of ideas and things sort of, pressed upon me a lot of expectations, if you would, of what 
path you're supposed to take in life and yeah. how life is supposed to go. Um, and those paths led me down getting my doctorate in physical therapy, which is, um, am I allowed to curse on your Yes, podcast? yes, yes, yes. <laughs> A shit ton of education. So, um, you know, just many, many, many years of college and lots of study and really intense. And, you know, after I got done with that and I had been in clinical practice for many years, um, I kept on waiting for the moment for me to like it. Yeah. And that moment just really never came, you know, it just more so felt like something that I was going through the motions of, but it wasn't something that was really fulfilling to my soul or felt like I was using um, you know, and it's not that I wasn't good at being a physical therapist. Everybody would always tell me how amazing I was at my job. Um, but I'm also one of those like overachievers that's going to do really well at <laughs> yeah. most anything that I put my mind to. Um, it just wasn't filling me up. Right. Um, and then I went through sort of a relationship crisis where I thought I was going to get married to this guy and I didn't. Um, and I realized how much I was sort of placing my happiness on this external thing coming to pass. And, you know, if, if, and when I get married, then this life situation will change and then I can be happy. Um, and realizing that that wasn't going to happen and that I needed to take responsibility for my own life and, and me being actually in control of the life that I wanted to live led me to quitting my job, backpacking around the world by myself for four months. Um, I did my own little eat, pray, love journey. Oh my what God. I always sort of joke about, but I started in Iceland. I ended up in Southeast Asia. Um, and I really spent that time that I was gone and I was gone for months, but I spent that time that I was gone, just really turning inward of like, what do I want? What do I need? What, what would light me up? And when I came back, I had a business idea and I felt really clear on what I wanted to do. Um, and I didn't have any framework for that. And I joined this program that was that was about how to start a business, you know, with your ideas. Yeah. And when I was talking to people about what I wanted to do, they were like, oh, you mean life coaching? And I was like, wait, what's that? And so I said, someone gave me a life coaching session to like, let me know this is what this is. Is this what you're talking about? And when I received my first life coaching session, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. This is the thing that I've been saying, and this is what I was created for. And so I promptly enrolled in a, um, a year-long certification program, really holistic program. And I did that while working my job and getting engaged and all sorts of Aww. other craziest stuff. But it was a, it was a, you know, a big pivot moment in my life when I discovered that. Yeah. That's amazing. How, like, this might sound like a dumb question. How is like being a life coach different than like a therapist? That is not a dumb question. That is sort of the age old question. So a therapist really works with diagnoses, right? Yeah. So, so you have diagnosed anxiety or you have diagnosed depression or you have diagnosed uh, PTSD or you have diagnosed CPTSD or whatever it is. And um, under those particular diagnoses, therapists typically work with unpacking a lot of the past yeah. and a lot of what has led you to where you are now and why, right? Um, and with life coaching, we're not slapping diagnoses and labels on people. Um, I, I do personally go into the past some, but it's not the place that I hang out, you know, because yeah. sometimes your past does influence your present and we have to acknowledge that. 
Um, and sometimes we have to go to the past to figure out what's going on in the present. Um, but life coaching as a general whole is much more focused on forward focused and what's in the way of being able to get to where you are trying to go. Interesting. And how can we sort of unpack and give you the tools necessary, A, to be with whatever is coming up in your life right now, but also to help you get to where you want to go. And in this process, for me at least, process-oriented way, not being rigidly attached to your goals of like, I'm not going to be happy if I don't reach this goal, but how can we be with the process of, of um, expansion to where we feel called to go? Yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot because I like I I was diagnosed with uh, severe anxiety and like moderate to severe depression about a year and a half ago. And I for the longest time, like I kind of knew where it kind of stemmed from in the past. Um, But I was like, oh, yeah, I'll figure it out myself until I realized I couldn't and gone like the therapist route. Um, But like how so if we're talking about like when I was looking at your website, you were talking about like all these different ideas and like I was reading it. I'm like, yep, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. Um, one big thing that you mentioned was um, overthinking and like people people who overthink and that kind of like impacts whether they're ever overthinking about the past or like what's like all the stresses that's going on in their life right now. Like what are your tips? I guess you're like, it's like a life coach kind of question. Like what are your tips to kind of help those people get past those thoughts of overthinking and how that gets gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first of all, I would say we need to first acknowledge, and this is kind of me and what mm. I what I do in my unique brand of life coaching skill yeah. set. But I always like to acknowledge what overthinking has done for us, right? And to acknowledge that it serves a function. We're, we're not overthinking for no reason. True. Right? So a lot of times we'll just get stuck in this, like, I just want this to change. Well, can we first acknowledge that there's a good reason for it being there, right? Of There's likely some forward anticipation of trying to spare you from pain, anxiety, fill in the blank, that you feel like overthinking is going to save you from whatever it is that you're trying not to have happen, yeah. right? Almost like, a, so, almost like an avoidance or like distraction technique. Yeah, a safety yeah. is what I would say. A safety technique. It's a way of creating safety. And then we simultaneously need to acknowledge, oh man, like this isn't working anymore, right? Like this was in place for this reason and also it's no longer working yeah and i think when we acknowledge that it is no longer working it's really really important i and this is a western culture thing to be completely honest with you but we in western culture have elevated the place of the mind Mm -hmm. so we have elevated the mind and said that yeah you know really the body doesn't have any wisdom it doesn't have anything to offer us like, we can think our way out of everything. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to acknowledge on our healing journey that we need to start to learn how to be integrated and how to sort of approach ourselves in our whole, full humanity. And part of that is recognizing and acknowledging maybe I have elevated the mind to such a place of thinking that the mind is my sole source and sense of protection. And maybe there's some wisdom that the 
body has to offer me. But if I integrate the two, and maybe not just integrate the two, for me, it's integrating the three, the mind, the body, and the heart, the spirit. Um, Really being able to say, you know, start start to say, yeah, cool, I appreciate mind, what you have to offer me, but checking in, what does the body have to say to me right now? Because I guarantee you when you do that, there is infinite amount of messages that the body is sending you that we probably haven't been paying attention to, right? Um, As far as what you're anxious about, what you need is likely in there. Um, How you can work with and be with that energy intuition Mm -hmm. lives in the body. You can get so much direction from that. So my answer is learning to become a little bit more balanced and whole and learning to approach things from the point of our whole humanity. I I like that. Like my background, so... um... As you know, like I'm a teacher, but my background's in kinesiology. So like the exercise mm. of like the body and all of that too. And so when you're mentioning that, all I thought about was like all the exercise physiology stuff I've learned about, like all the anatomy and like how much like your like you said, like your body does know things. And I know um, for me, for sure, like my mental health do- all, very much tends to kind of like put those thoughts in the forefront of everything. And you just kind of had to take like a step back and just be like, okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> it's hard to do that yeah. though, I find. And, you know, in those moments where, just like you're saying, it is hard to do that in those moments. And it becomes a practice Mm. of practicing the pause once you become more aware of those patterns, right? Because then you have the ability to respond instead of reacting on autopilot. Yeah. So realizing, you know, oh gosh, there I'm doing that overthinking thing again. And perhaps the best thing to do in those moments is before you go and do anything else, just see if you can ground into your senses, you know, what's something I smell right now? What's something I taste right now? What's something I can feel right now? What's something I can see right now? Um, I'm not even paying attention there (laughs) since I forgot here. I think I forgot. Um, So just grounding into your senses can be a great first way to like break that pattern and that that train of overthinking that automatic reflex but a lot of it is becoming aware of that pattern um and then you'll catch yourself more and more quickly each time i I like that i like that i find like like i i know about all those like that that technique there that grounding one um another one is like um, looking for like five things that are like purple, for example, like around you and stuff like that. But I find once I'm in like that anxiety or like panic induced state, those thoughts are like not, I'm not even thinking about that. Like I'm not even trying to, to ground myself there. Cause I'm just like, so like stuck in that hole, but you're, you're right. Like you're hundred percent right. Yeah. <laughs> And in those moments, honestly, doing that may not be accessible to you. I would invite you to potentially discharge that anxious, anxious energy before you even do anything else. What do you mean by that? So I'll get my, I'll get my clients to shake. Like, to like sh- actually shake their body? Like shake, shake, yes, huh. shake. Um, you know, we are literally the only mammals that have the ability to override our fear response with huh. our thinking. I'm going to say that again because I feel like it's really, really important. We are the only mammals that have the ability to override our fear response with our thinking brain because our brain has evolved so much higher than our nervous 
in our nervous system, yeah. right? And so if you see, like, let's say, a lion that attacks a gazelle, and the gazelle, by some wonderful happenstance, is able to get away, you will see that gazelle shake its body after it gets away and it's in safety. And that is literally that fight or flight response completing. Would that itself. like kind of be the same thing as like crying it out before like you think about it? Like, is that like kind of the same thing? Or would that be like a that's, different? That's different. That's more so you just allowing your emotions to express and okay. run through you. This is allowing a nervous system state to complete itself and come to its natural completion. Huh. And so when you're in that fight or flight energy, when there's so much anxiety and there's inevitably so much cortisol in your system and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. um, I would, if if you feel like your thinking brain isn't online, it's because it's not. (laughs) And you need to allow that reaction to complete. And I would invite people to shake, to move. If if shaking feels weird to you, um, get outside, go for a walk. Do, you know, if it's too cold outside, you're in Canada, it's cold all the time, <laughs> get on a bike inside, you know, yeah. um, do whatever it is that you can do to move some of that energy huh. um, so that your thinking brain can then come online. And process that. I like that. I like that. Um, let's take a quick break and then I want to talk about relationships with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So another big thing um, that I like to talk about, and this is, sometimes it's kind of triggering for me to talk about because I've had very negative <laughs> relationships in my past, um, ones that like haven't really turned out the best. And then some, like sometimes like your partner or something will say something to you, and like that thought will get stuck in your head. And I know one of the terms that that comes to mind a lot is the term of like being naggy. Um, is that kind of part of? Would you kind of relate that to like the whole? overthinking piece we mentioned earlier or like how what what, what do you think about that one I wouldn't necessarily relate that to um to overthinking necessarily at all I would I would say that that, you know the nagging the complaining etc etc is is certainly roles that we can sort of get into Mm -hmm. um and it all just relates to the way that we're communicating yeah And I would say it's the way that we're communicating our needs, our preferences, our wants and our desires, our boundaries, all of those things are very different things. And it's just in how we are communicating those things. You know, most of the time, if somebody is telling you, you know, you're nagging me or whatever it may be, it's because you are focused on the other person's behavior and getting that person to change rather than focusing on yourself and your own internal experience and communicating that to another person in order to be able to relate with them and to co-create to solve a problem. Interesting. So, you know, when you're communicating with someone else, instead of, oh my God, I can't believe, well, let's not even come in that hot. Let me dial it back because I don't think, you know, a lot of times you won't come in that hot. You're, you're leaving the dishes in the sink again. Yep, okay. And it's, it's driving me batshit crazy. Can you, pl- can you please not leave the dishes in the sink again? Yeah. Right? Or something like that. You notice that that is all focused on the other person's behavior, what they are or are not doing. Yeah. Um, and that's going to come across as very judgmental 
as very, you know, blaming, shaming, all of those things, right? So it's very difficult for, it would take a very evolved person to not get really defensive and to not say, you know, you're nagging me, you're complaining, get off my back. Why don't you do it then? Like, yeah. Right. Versus if we come to the person and we say, you know what, I'm realizing that I, it's really triggering for me when the dishes are left in the sink because at, in my household, my mom did everything. And so I'm realizing I have this story that when you leave the dishes in the sink, that I'm being disrespected and my time isn't valuable, as, but, as valuable as yours. So then my thought, my rebuttal to that, because I would get that, like, even if I was to say something like that, the other person would be like, oh, well, like, I'm not your mother or, oh, well, like, you're, that's not, that's in the past. You're, you're not in that space anymore. You know what I mean? So, like, how do you, like, how do you set up that, that boundary or that thought to get that communicated across? Yeah, I think it's more so, you know, in response to that saying, I'm, I'm aware that you're not my mother. I'm just trying to communicate my own internal experience of what's happening with me. And I want to take responsibility for that and say that I will work on my side Mm -hmm. and my, my triggers, right? I'm not trying to pass this over onto you. I'm trying to share this as a way for you to understand where my own internal experience is. Can Mm -hmm. we work together on trying to find a solution that helps meet both of our needs in this situation? Opening it up as a open communicative problem that I want to co-solve with you, right? Not something where I'm telling you, you have to do this or da da da, right? Yeah. That doesn't work. So it's not, you're not saying it from a place of like, I'm now going to pass my problems over on to you and you have to change yourself in order to accommodate my past. That's not what's being said here. It's just, I'm trying to communicate to you my internal experience so that we can like co find a way when I say co, I mean together, find a way to deal with this. Right. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. Um, uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, in terms of like boundaries and stuff, because I know that that can be a big thing. And like, all I remember is growing up and like my parents said something to me about boundaries and like, because I'm the oldest of seven. So like, um, they're like, oh, like one of 10. Oh my God. Families fascinate me. <laughs> right? Right? Mine are all yes. half siblings or um, I only have one full mm-hmm. sister. The rest of us are half all siblings. The but the same parents. Wow. That's, yeah. cr- that's crazy. Are you the oldest? I am one of two. My oh. husband is one of ten. Oh, your husband. Sorry, sorry, your he's, husband. Is he the oldest? The second, he's the second oldest. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Um, yeah. So, but, like, so, like, growing up, we'd always, like, my parents would always be, like, oh, like, talking about boundaries of each other and what have you. But I find, like, that's family boundaries are a lot different than relationship boundaries or friendship boundaries. Um, like, how do we, how do we manage those? Because I find that that's, like, it's almost like a fine line you have to ride sometimes in terms of, like, relationship like let's use romantic relationships for example like how, how do you ride that line almost especially because like I'm not I'm not married so maybe like you can pull into like your experience with marriage and stuff like that too I'm just curious like how how people go about that when tell me more about the fine line that you're speaking of like so for example if, if you're let's use um phones for example um we're always on our phones all the time, right? And I know for me from past relationships, um, 
when the other person's on their phone a lot, that's triggering for me because um, the other person in my past would like sex other girls sitting beside me or like um, mm-hmm. doing things that they shouldn't have been doing on their phone when they're in a relationship. So like if you're, if we were sitting together and like you're sitting there on your phone and I just kind of want to be like, so like, what are you doing? And like, that's like the boundary I'm like crossing over like unconsciously, but like still trying to do it to protect myself, but I know I shouldn't be doing it. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah. Or like or like if the phone's just sitting there and you're like I really want to go through it, like I know I shouldn't cuz I'm supposed to be like I'm re- supposed to respect your boundaries, but like and like that trust issue piece, but like it's sitting right there, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the kind of the line I mean. <laughs> yeah. So I think what I'm hearing with this particular scenario um and something that I just want to sort of preface this yeah. and talk about is that I personally view boundaries as being about things that you do for you. Mm -hmm. It's never to control the other person. I I just like to say that from the outset because I think a lot of times people can think of boundaries as um, like these big ultimatums that we make or um, these big shows of like control or if you don't do this, then I'm, you know... Um, And that's not what boundaries are. Boundaries are very much like you have complete and total freedom to do whatever it is that you want to do. And based on how you're acting, I am going to do X, Y, Z that feels good to protect myself. Right? So very different thing. Yeah. Of the beautiful thing about boundaries is if they're done right, they preserve both you and the other person's sovereignty and freedom and autonomy, your ability to be separate and individual persons that get to make your own choices. Right. So in the situation of, you know, like I'm quote unquote violating your boundaries by searching through your phone, or I'm going to look and peek and see what you're, what you've got going on because you have this very valid history that that is making it triggering for you. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say that in order for it to not be a boundary violation, it's something that needs to be agreed upon between you and the other person. And again, it needs to be that conversation of, hey, I have this history. Mm -hmm. And that has nothing to do with you, but I'm in relationship with you. Yeah. And so I'm bringing this into my relationship with you. And and in order to create a successful relationship, like I don't want to feel like I'm nervous and activated the whole time. And building trust for me is going to take time. Yeah. And so are you willing to go on that journey with me? And the beauty of it is, is they get the freedom to say yes or no. Yeah. Right? Because you can't, you you can't control them. You get the freedom to say yes or no, because if they're not willing to go on that journey with you, they're likely not your person. True. Very true. Right? Because the, the ideal thing would obviously be, hey, I've got this history. This is triggering for me. Are we willing to come up with something that would feel doable for both of us in this situation? Yeah. And if they say yeah absolutely then you can work out something where they're like i i am fine with you like i will show you my messages fine with you going through my messages at the end of the day that's great you know or if you need to peek at what i'm doing doesn't bother me at all 
Um, I am in this with you knowing that you are going to build trust with me over time and that trust is earned. It's not something that automatically happens. You, yeah, you automatically right? come with. Um, and, and again, acknowledging that you each get to choose what does and doesn't work for you in this co-creation piece, right? Yeah. No, I like that. How do you, how do you go about that conversation without sounding like annoying or accusatory? It's again, still focusing on you. Okay. Like, like the the tone that you have when you have that conversation. Definitely the tone that comes into, that comes into play. But also, I mean literally using I statements. Oh, okay. I feel. Not, not, not you're doing this, so I have to do this. Okay, okay. Exactly. Yes. Interesting. Um, I saw on your, on your website too, there, it's funny because you kind of highlighted it in gold and it made me giggle. Um, When you were talking about like filling, checking all the boxes of being like a quote unquote good girl, that was me 100,000% growing up. All the good girls out there, yes. (laughs) And I know that like a lot of people um, like feel that way, like that they have to kind of fit that box in terms of like everything, like relationships, professional life, um, everything. And it and it can be, I, I don't know about you, but like I kind of find it to be like exhausting after a while. <laughs> um, like It's extremely exhausting. It's a treadmill that you can never get off. Did you ever like find a way to like get that mindset out of your brain, I guess, so to speak? Or do you like, do you still follow that path of, oh my gosh, I have to be a good girl. I have to do this. I have to like act this way. I have to get all of this done. So like, I, I check all those boxes. Like, do you still, do you still do that in your, in your day-to-day life now? Or kind of like, did your experience help you move past that? I do it less and less. Yeah. So it's a yes and, right? Mm -hmm. Like yes. And it's always going to be an ongoing journey. I believe, you know, a lot of these journeys, you know, I've heard it described as there's a lot of patterns that were really adaptive patterns in our youth that we did them because they worked, but then they just become overdeveloped and this side of us really becomes overdeveloped. Mm -hmm. And so it's really a process to shed these layers and it is just that right of like every day every month every year it's less and less and I don't know this side of whatever exists in the end that I will be able to say oh yeah I'm totally (laughs) totally free of that you know I don't think that's that's just not how things go yeah the, the goal is to be able to stand in my own power and, and who I really am and need less and less to like bolster myself on this good girl persona. Yeah. You know, every, every day. I find, I found like when I was, when I was little, I guess it kind of makes you like feel safe. Just like having that, having that like goal to achieve that good girl, like at school, like you, you knew like you were, you'd be safe with like the teachers because you were quote unquote that good girl. You'd you'd be safe at home because your parents, like that's what your parents wanted. Um, But like when you're an adult, like nobody really cares. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I just, I just saw that just now and I I giggled because I I missed that earlier and it was in gold and I was like, hey. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Um. So what do you, do you want to just kind of like explain to my listeners, like what, 
do like do you do one-on-one life coaching like do you do like group things is it like a like a course people enroll in like um what is that all about yeah right now I only do one-on-one okay coaching and the way that I work is I um I require a minimum of a three-month commitment to really just gain start to gain traction Mm -hmm. and it's a subscription model so after those three months, you can, you can, whenever you feel complete, whenever you feel done, you feel like you've gotten what you came for, you're free to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you feel like you need more, you know, I've had clients stay on six months, nine months um, to reach the fullness of what they desire, what they came for. Um, and I welcome that. It's something that I want to help you get to whatever point you want to get to. That's amazing. Um, reach your goals and desires. So, you know, I'm very picky about fit for that reason because we are a long-term commitment. Yeah. So everyone that I um, work with, I give a complimentary coaching session to, no strings attached. And it really is, you know, it's for you to experience my coaching because I think it's 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 weird to ask somebody to sign up without yeah. ever experience. You know, you're going to be in this really like intimate, vulnerable relationship with somebody, and yet I'm expecting you to sign up without ever having received coaching from me with only reading some words on my website. Yeah. I just don't think it works very well for the coaching fit. I yeah. think it, you know it's it's best for you to be able to experience coaching with me. So. It's completely, you know, pitch-free, non-obligatory, and it's as much for me as for the other person because I need I need to know that it's a fit as well. I don't want to take anyone into my program that doesn't feel like a good fit. But if after the end of that coaching call, it feels like a great fit for both of us, then we can discuss sort of working together. And like I said, it's three months minimum and then ongoing if if they would like that's awesome do you um do it like virtually or like physically in person I'm just thinking of like um like if you did it virtually like would like Canadians be like allowed to do it too and stuff like that or yeah yeah. absolutely yeah yes I do it virtually I do do some in person Mm -hmm. if you know if um Virginia's a little I'm pretty sure you said Virginia Virginia's a little far (laughs) it's a little far away um but yes I do do it in person if people are in person but I think I've had that happen very very rarely because obviously most people are sort of all over yeah I use a phone conferencing system that you can dial in literally from all over the world and and do my coaching sessions that way and and the great thing about that as well is that I'm able to send you a recording and that way you can listen back and you know a lot of times there are these huge aha moments and I don't want you to have to be taking notes and all this (laughs) stuff during it because then you're taking yourself out of the moment and you're losing the juice yeah Um, but this way you can listen back and and hear you know that's awesome and over again however you want and I also give unlimited boxer support I don't know if you're familiar with boxer no I don't know it's the same as whatsapp essentially so it's just a a messaging system where we can leave each other voice memos and to me that's where a lot of the magic happens um because let's say we work on something in the midst of a session um then when you're putting it into practice in your daily life, let's say, for example, just taking something that you have shared in this call, like I need to have this conversation with my partner and I'm anxious AF. Like, what can I do here? Or even story of my life. <laughs> debriefing after you have the conversation. This is how it went. What, you know, da, da, da. Um, I'm able to coach you through those things in real time. And that's really how it gets integrated into your life. It's not just waiting until the next session. So then how, okay, so this is 
might be a dumb question again, but like, how do you balance your personal life if you're on like on call, quote unquote, with like people in real time? Mm-hmm. Boundaries. <laughs> True. <laughs> Fair. So, so yeah. See, I dumb mean, question. I, it's unlimited Ruxer support, but I ask my clients to limit the messages to five minutes long and and to to not be a space for just verbal processing and like dumping, but come to me with the question. Come yeah. to me with what you actually want coaching on. That allows us to get right into the juice, and also for me not to be listening to fifteen minute long messages <laughs> each time, right? Um, So I do set that sort of boundary. And of course, things happen where sometimes it goes over that. But, you know, I make my preference known with that. Um, It's also nine to five, Monday through Friday. Mm. So I'm not doing that on the weekends. um, And I give a 24 hour response time during that time. So I'm not responding to you you know, every single moment of, of the day, but I am able to get back to you you know, many times between sessions because I work on kind of a two sessions per month. So, and it depends on how much people want to use that feature. You know, I will have some people message me every day, multiple times a day. And I really enjoy it actually. So it's part of the reason that I haven't set a firmer boundary with it because it actually brings me life. Um, But, you know, if it ever got to the point where it was getting to be too much, then I can shift my boundaries with it. No, that's interesting. I like that a lot. Um, So besides your website, which I have here, um, kimkimballcoaching.com, is um, there any other places my listeners can find you? Instagram, Facebook, anything? Or just mainly your website? Instagram is where I'm the most active and it's the same. Kim Kimball Coaching is my handle. Um, I do have a business page on Facebook um, Kim Kimball coaching as well. And I, you know, you can follow me, my personal account on Facebook as well. I'm in all the places. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Some of the things you said were definitely, um, enlightening. I, I'm really like your whole, the whole shaking piece piece you said earlier. So I'm going to hold yeah, on to that let one. Me know. Reach out and let me know when you try it. Yeah, no, I will for sure. Um, but thank you again for taking, taking your time today and, uh, we'll keep in touch. Thank you, Shelby. Appreciate thank it. you. Take care. So how cool is that? Like you always hear like these things about life coaches and like and almost like as if they're like this mythical unicorn, so to speak, like how are they different than therapists? Which I'm really glad I asked that actually. That kind of came to me during my conversation with Kim. And um it's 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 true how she said therapists kind of focused on the past, whereas life coaches kind of focus you on in the moment and moving forward and where you want to go from there. And I just thought, I thought that that was super cool. And to actually like speak with a real life coach, like, I don't want to say I was skeptical, but like, I was like, okay, like, this sounds really cool. Like all her, everything that she's saying on her website, like her words, like, it's like literally me, but like in person, like, how does that work? And so I'm really glad I kind of got to like, ask her about that and, and ask her like what life coaching entails and, um, and stuff like that she mentions I like how she mentioned like the boundaries and the communication piece that's something that like we all know about but like as we go through our 20s and as we we navigate life those are kind of like the the key ideas in life so to speak that we kind of tend to neglect or we tend to put to the side so it's always important to just kind of like refresh ourselves and be like okay yes these boundaries are important communicating is important and 
making when you're communicating not focusing on the other person but focusing on you or like I and using I statements I think that's really important there was um I know I've mentioned this before but Jana Kramer's podcast she's a One Tree Hill alumni she does a podcast called Wind Down and um she used to have her husband on there now her ex-husband and they talked a lot about cleaning up your own side of the street so like focusing on your side of the street and cleaning up your side of the street and I like how Kim mentioned that I piece and like being like I feel anxious it's not you um but this is where I'm coming from I think that that really helps you clean up your side of the street and because you can't control the other person right you can't control what they're saying you can't control their reactions but you can control your thoughts and you can control your side and the way that you communicate and the way that um you express your emotions and your boundaries and that just kind of helps you live a more overall healthier lifestyle and create healthy positive relationships um when you do focus on your side and not the other person's side and so Kim just kind of like she didn't say that word for word but she kind of hinted at the same kind of idea and I just like how it made me think of Janet Kramer I wasn't going to mention One Tree Hill to her because she I'm younger than her and she probably would just been like oh yeah cool like smile and nod (laughs) so I was like in my brain I'm like I'll save this and talk about it with my listeners at the end of our conversation um but yeah I think that's it it's just it's just cool to see and it's a different perspective I'm all about learning about new um possibilities and new ways to help navigate our mental health and different like avenues we can take and I know like obviously we all knew about therapists, but like life coach wouldn't have been the thing that first came to me, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, after we hung up, she told me, she's like, if you ever want to do like a complimentary thing, like, um, I'm down. And I was like, okay, cool. Like she did another podcast. She was mentioning at the end of the call where, um, the girl also was like, I've never done, I've never like talked to the life coach before. And she's like, yes. Um, so yeah, I will definitely do that complimentary um, thing that she was mentioning and I will let you guys know how that goes I'm really curious actually um because like I know where my mental health issues stem from from the past but strategies and ways to move that forward I think will be super beneficial and it'll be really cool to have like an outside source guide you through that so I'm definitely going to check her out and um let you guys know how that complimentary session and like one-on-one little life coaching thingy uh goes so thank you guys for listening today and um I am really really excited to see how this goes with her um thanks for listening and I'll chat with you guys next week